Welcome to World's Wonders, a podcast by the Winding Rivers Library System, where we host lively and informative conversations about topics of interest to libraries in western Wisconsin and the world. Because we were having so much fun and we couldn't stop talking, this episode is a continuation of the previous episode. If you have not listened to part one, go to www.wrlsweb.org slash podcast to find it. And now, our next World's Wonders. Um, you've talked about young adult literature a couple of times now, um, and I'm curious, who is your favorite young adult author uh-huh. right now? Well, I think, well, forever and a day will always be my friend Jason Reynolds, um, just because he was here for two whole days. It's almost three years ago now. Um, but he made such an impression on me, and, and honestly, and on kids in the community, um, I will forever, he will forever be my number one. But I have to also say that we have another author coming here in April, Jean Wen Yang is coming um, to lacrosse in April. So uh, he might have, Jason might have some competition. <laughs> Just saying, Jason might have some competition. Um, but of course, Gene's brilliant. I'm so excited to have him here and to hear him speak. I've never heard him speak unless like on YouTube and videos and stuff, but to hear him in person. And I'm excited to hang out with him for two days and kind of get to know him as a person too, that to kind of be like, how did you, you, you're a computer science degree like you're a professor of computer science how did you become a graphic not an award-winning graphic novelist like how do those two things happen um so i'm fascinated by his story and i think a lot of kids in our communities excuse me um who also feel like he's child of immigrants and i feel like that's a very pertinent topic and there's a lot of kids in our communities who are feeling those same those two feet one foot in two different cultures and how do you navigate that and how do you find a space that works for you, that you can take the best of both worlds and kind of make your own life and path. Uh, and I, so I'm, I'm super excited for him to, to kind of explain how he did it to, to kids in our community as well. So I know Jason's forever, mm. but Gene might, Gene might, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. And when these authors come, what uh, are they going to be doing? Oh, I mean, so like when Jason and when Gene came, so we, uh, we collaborate with our school district of lacrosse awesome partners in this. Um, And so they, we together, invite an author to come. It's mostly doing school visits. So because the District of La Crosse does pay the bulk of it, we pony up some monies, but the district does pay the bulk of it through their own funding through like LPEF, which is the La Crosse Public Education Foundation. It's not taxpayer money. It's money that's donated and they write write a grant for it and they get grant funding, as do we. And so then they come and they spend... So Gene will be here. He'll be doing uh, two school visits, one at the middle school, one at the high, one of the high schools in La Crosse on Wednesday. And then that evening, he'll do a public event. And that's our, that's our big event, where he comes to the public library that evening, and it's anybody can come, and he'll sign books, and he'll talk and do that. And then the next day, he'll go back and do three more school visits and try and hit all of the, the middle and high schools in La Crosse. So, Lynn, you've mentioned that you've been doing this work for a number of years now, and we're kind of curious what's what's changed since you started in Young Adult <laughs> Services. Well, I think more and mostly, I think the biggest thing is that teen services is no longer like the redheaded stepchild. I think now it's much more accepted. Well, of course you're going to have stuff for teens. Like, of course you are going to have a space for teens. Of course you're going to have a collection for teens. Instead of before, it was very much like, oh, you are? Oh, okay, well, maybe... We will. I mean, even in our library, it was really, we had a space, which really you accidentally wandered into it. There was no, like, definitive entrance. You just kind of accidentally, and then you're like, oh, I'm in the teen space now, I, I guess, because there, there wasn't really, yeah. wasn't anything yeah. there. It was just some shelves and some books, and that was it. There wasn't really anything 
most of the time people didn't even know that's what where they were. Right. Um, and at that point, we weren't really doing a lot of programming for them. We weren't really doing anything, actively doing anything to promote bringing teens into the library. And so just in our building, that has changed tremendously. We still we now have a space that has like a legit entrance, like you have to like walk into it. You, you could wander into it, but you'd know that you've moved into a, a space that looks and feels different from the children's and the adult space. Um, we have a space that's also now... Uh, we it's just for teens so adults can come in and grab whatever they want out of the collections that's fine which a lot of adults do a lot of adults read teen literature it might be a dirty little secret but it's not really because I see all of you who you walk in because <laughs> my office is in the teen area so and I'm, I'm encouraging that I love people that want to read a teen literature but now that space if teens want to hang out if adults want to hang out in the teen space their ticket in that space is an, is an actual teenager if they don't have an, a teenager then we politely ask that they go in and sit in one of the millions of adult spaces that are available at our library. Because the teen area, even in our building, is not that big, really. The children's room is like three times as large, and the adults have an entire floor and then the half of the other floor. So I never really feel too bad when I'm asking adults to go sit someplace else because they literally have a floor and a half to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like, oh, there's no place for them to sit, these poor adults. Mm -hmm. No, you have plenty of places to sit. This is for teens. And what teens, I think, we tell them that when I bring them on tours, we say to them, this is your space. We kick adults out. And they've seen me do it. They've seen me ask adults very politely mm -hmm. to go sit someplace else. And, and that's done for not only their comfort, but also for their safety. <coughs> so that they feel like there's a space in their library where they're not going to have to have some random adult staring at them for whatever reason, whether it's meant in a mean way or not. But it's also a space for them to know that we care enough about you to make sure that you know that this is your space. And we're going we're gonna to make sure that this remains your space. And we're going to fight for that. Um, so that alone is huge. Like, I would never have imagined that to be true. If you'd asked me that 15 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that's a pipe dream. Like, never are we going to, A, have a real space, and then, B, make it so it's just for teens. Like, that's never going to happen with the current attitudes about how people treat teens in this building. So once everyone takes your great advice um, and teens actually start coming to the library, yeah. um, what – would you say to them if they're experiencing any staff reluctance to welcome the teens and kind of how have you worked through that in your time? Yeah, because it happened. It, I mean, I don't think there's a library in this land that there aren't people on staff that go, oh, geez, there are those teenagers again. And I don't like them and I don't want to work with them. And they're just a pain. And why are they here? Um, and that happens. That has happened. That is currently happening, I think, at every library in the land, including my own. Um, and I think it's just a matter of training and then education. I think a lot of times they don't understand what is why they're doing what they're doing. And so a lot of times if you talk about that brain development and you talk about the stages of adolescence, because I think a lot of people are pretty aware of the stages of children, right? You wouldn't expect a two-year-old to be able to sit for 35 minutes completely still. Like that's in a, developmentally, that is inappropriate. Most two-year-olds are never going to be able to do that ever in a million years because they just it's just they can't they're just not there yet and so I think and so I think that's a general like people most people get that most people wouldn't think that a two-year-old could understand that because we're pretty well versed in how kids you know what to expect from a three-year-old versus a 13-year-old but what I don't think they understand is kind of the stages of adolescent development 
that a 12-year-old developmentally is very, very different from a 17-year-old developmentally. And so the things you can ask a 12-year-old to do are going to be different from the things you can ask a 17-year-old to do. And yet we lump them all together into this word called teen, mm. right? At least we do at our building. 6 through 12 is the grades that we call teen in our building. So I think a lot of that is if, if giving them some, some knowledge of okay, well, here's what's appropriate development. I, and there was this brilliant quote, and I can't remember who said it. It was on, of course, it was on Twitter, my favorite. And somebody said, Ch play to, is to children what socializing is to middle schoolers. Hmm. Like the need to do mm -hmm. it, the need to be able to, and that's how they learn, that's and that's how they process information. And that's so true. And that's when you see middle schoolers, like the herd, like we make fun of the herd all the time, right? They can't go anywhere by themselves. Like it's, they just can't ever move in the world without at least two or three people with them. Like, what is that? I don't understand that. It makes perfect sense. If you think about it developmentally, that's, that's how they're exploring their world right now, socializing and talking to each other in relationships and figuring out the boy-girl stuff, the girl-girl stuff, the boy-boy stuff, whatever it is. That's how they're navigating and learning the world is through socialization and having friends and talking about it and being silly and doing stupid stuff and being giggly and one minute acting like a five-year-old and the next minute acting like a 50-year-old. I mean, those are the kinds of swings that you see happening in middle school. So if you give them some information about here's what developmentally they're going through, how do we see this manifest itself in the library, then they go, oh, okay, well, I get now why. They might not like it. I don't know if you can ever make them like it. But at least then you've given them some knowledge as to why you might see seven middle schoolers always together. Like always, like they just move as one, right, sure. throughout the building. Or why the need for them, why they just can't sit down and be quiet and read a book. Why they just can't sit at the computers and not talk to each other for two hours. Like why that's not developmentally, that's inappropriate for them to ask them to do that. Um, what's, if you had to identify one other thing you wished everyone would do in libraries when interacting with teens, what would that be? Just treat them like human beings. Like, they're not some kind of, like, thing on the bottom of your shoe. They're not, they're just, they just want to feel welcomed like anybody else does, right? They just want to feel like this is a space that they're, they're, people are not rolling their eyes when they walk in the door or giving them dirty looks the second they step across the threshold, because there's, listen, there's plenty of spaces in their community that they're getting those looks. So I guess the first thing I would say would be they just want to feel welcomed, right? They just want to feel like this is a space that they don't, like, hate me automatically. Like, they're maybe kind of maybe happy to see me. Like, I don't know if I remember being a teenager and be, I mean, I remember a lot, there weren't a lot of places that were, like, legit happy to see me. They'd be like, <sighs> You know, like the big sigh when you walk in, like, oh, God, here we go. There was rarely a place where people were like, hey, how are you? How was school today? How cold? Is that cold outside? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe how cold it is out there. Isn't that crazy? Just being warm and, and caring and smiling at them and being like, hey, welcome to the library, friends. We're so happy you're here, that you chose, of all the places in the universe, you chose to be here with us. We're thrilled by that. Welcome. I think that alone, I mean, honestly, that's going to cut some of your behavior problems in half. Great. And just walking in the door and saying, you know what, I don't care what happened yesterday. We had a bad day yesterday. You have a clean slate with me today. I'm not saying you should forget all the horrible things I did or said <laughs> yesterday. I'm merely saying that today's a new day, and we're going to start off in a positive way. And hopefully this time we're going to get to a better place at the end of that day. And that's, I think, the kind of attitude you have to have. And I think if... And I think if you do that, you'll be amazed at how well things go after that.
It's not going to solve all the problems, but it's at least going to give them. They didn't you. They didn't walk in knowing that they're already under the you know behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay, I can do this. Like, she doesn't hate me. Great, this is awesome. I love this. So I think that alone, I think, would be a huge thing if we could get everyone in a, a library setting when they see a teenager to be like, they chose us. It'd, it'd be amazing. I think we see a lot of changes in how people treat teens in libraries then. And can you tell us one of your best I work with teens stories? <laughs> I feel like every librarian has a good story, and I'd love well, to hear yours. It's So one of my teen advisory council groups that, that graduated, I'd known them. They'd worked with me for like four or five years, and, and they were there was a group of them, like five of them that were all graduating and going on to life. And they had stopped in. Um, after graduation and had brought me flowers and a card. And, of course, it was so sweet. It was just, like, the sweetest thing. You're just like, stop it. I'm going to cry, and I'm an ugly crier. Stop it. And in the card, which I didn't read when they were there because I knew I was going to weep. So I, they, 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 we hugged, and we, they left, and, and I was emotional. And then I read the card, and it said, and it said, you know, lots of lovely things. And it said at the end, thank you for make, letting us, showing us that being, it's okay to be a nerd. And like it was, and it still gets me to this day because I had never even like that hadn't even crossed my mind. Like that was just me. Like that I was just being authentic. I was just being real and being who I am. And it never occurred to me that that was something that they were like, oh, (laughs) that's okay. Like she's okay. Like she seems normal and she's a nerd. Like you can be like be an adult and like have a job and like be a nerd and it's okay. And like that never occurred to me that that was something that they were picking up on. Like that was something that I was demonstrating for them just by being who I am and so that for me was a super powerful moment because it was like that's what they want from adults they want you to be authentic Mm -hmm. they want you to show I'm not saying you have to pour out your heart and tell them all your business but they want to see who you are right because the thing that they hate the most one of the things they hate the most is in people who aren't real Right. When they because they feel like they're getting told things all the time, like adults are always like have a mask and it's, they're never real. And they're always telling them all the things they should do instead of what they actually think. And so if you're just a real if you're just a person that is truthful with them and is going to be honest with them and is going to show you be like, here's who I am. Like, you can make fun of me and that's fine. I'm good. Like, I'm grown. Like, I can handle it. If you're making fun of me, it's fine. Uh, but this is who this is what I love, and this is I'm going to love it with a passion, and I'm going to love it to the end of time, and I'm going to be super excited about it, and I'm going to want to share it with you, and it's going to be amazing. You can be like, no, that's lame, and be like, that's okay, I'll find somebody else who loves it, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but for me, it hadn't occurred to me that that was something that I was doing, just by kind of being myself, and so that was a wildly powerful moment for me because it was, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, not that I'm trying to show kids how to be a nerd, I'm. I was just being me. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to tell us, Linda, today? I just hope that, I guess my thing is, I love teens. Like, I'd rather hang out with teens most of the time than most of the adults I know. Not Except for except us, Except for course, you guys, of, of course. course. Um, truthfully, I mean that, honestly, except for you guys. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time, if you're going to say, hey, do you want to hang out with a bunch of uh, um, adults, or do you want to hang out with a bunch of teenagers? I'm like, let me go hang out with the teenagers. They're way more interesting and fun and cool and silly. Um than most adults that I hang out with. So I adore them. Now, I'm not, if you're doing teen services, you don't have to be like, teens are the best thing on the planet. I love them. I just adore them. It helps a lot. But I feel like 
you got if you're willing to give them a shot, if you're willing to to to, to, to listen to them and and honor what they're telling you, then I think that you will have found your way in. At least you're gonna be on the path to, to providing great teen services in your building. Because that's really what they want. They just want somebody to listen to them and 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 and, and if you can empower them to do things that they want to do. Help them dream that dream that they're dreaming, you know? Help them, whatever that dream might be, even if it's ridiculous, like you're like, friend, you do not have the grades to be an astronaut. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. But if they're going to do it, then hey, you know, like how can I help you support that? I'm here, I'm not here to judge that. I'm just here to say, what do you need from me? Do you want to read some books about this? Do you want to watch some movies about this? Do you want to... Maybe we do a space camp thing. I don't know. Like, I just those are the kinds of things that you just kind of go, how can I help? And I think you have to ask that question to teens, too, and they'll tell you. Great. So that's it. Well, Linda, I have to say I do disagree with your teen note in one way, in that if they called you normal, that is not true. <laughs> I do not think that's true. I think you are an extraordinary um, oh, teen you. librarian. So, And you've also thank been you. an extraordinary guest today. Oh, thank you. And we very much appreciate all the information you have shared. I loved it. And we will um, post your contact information okay. on yes, our website. And I'm hoping you will um, Absolutely. follow up on any questions Absolutely. our listeners might have. Absolutely. So, thank you so much You're for coming in today, welcome. Lynn. Thanks for having me. We really Just appreciate it. talk about it. my favorite thing ever, <laughs> teenagers. Yes, it's been a blast. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of World's Wonders, a podcast of the Winding Rivers Library System. For supporting information and links to other episodes, please go to www.wrlsweb.org slash podcast.